Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans. Welcome to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Ginetti. I'm joined this evening by my co-host, Dave Koch. Debbie was six, so the union sent me. And three of our Mickey Dude correspondents. Tim Schweska. Fresh off the trolley, having a sarsaparilla with the fellas at the drugstore. Kyle Oshander. I sat next to Rebel Spy. And Chuck Fitzgerald. What do they know? They're tourists. Our producer, Greg Nevis, is stuck somewhere on It's a Small World. Can't get him here tonight, so hopefully he gets off that ride pretty soon, because if not, he's going to be crazy. Straight jacket time for Greg. When was it not? <laughs> it's a really valid point. All right, in tonight's episode, we're going to continue our series of our must-dos. We have gone through the four parks, and now we're going to take a walk outside of the parks. Maybe we'll take a monorail, maybe we'll take a boat, but we're going to leave the parks entirely. So tonight's episode is on our must-dos outside the parks. So this can be anything we want, as long as it's on Disney property, as long as it's legal, Kyle, and we are able to have a good time um, any way we want. We just have to stay outside of the parks. We ready to go, gents? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to start with Dave. Dave, give me something you love to do, a must-do outside of the theme parks. Okay, well, this one is not a must-do every trip because sometimes there's just not enough time. But I always try at least once a year, if I'm around more than one trip or so, to go to the Hoop-Dee-Doo Musical Review. The show is campy, it's cheesy, it's the corniest thing out there, but... It's also hilarious. It's one of those things like the Country Bears where there's so much jokes that are meant for adults and these innuendos that you think, how are they going to get away with this at Disney? And the fact that they actually do, it just makes it intriguing. And on top of that, the strawberry shortcake is amazing and that fried chicken is some of the best food on property. All right, so I'm going to have to, again admit to something that I may not want to and I may get yelled at again because in a previous episode I did happen to say I've never seen uh, the country bears and you know I know we're gonna have a royal rumble there Tim soon so don't worry I I promise I will see it soon but I also have never seen the hoopty do so yeah I I know I know you have to understand with the kids they don't want to see it I want to see it but you know my kids always say Mm, no, it's too far. Let's do this. Let's do that. So it just never comes up. So somebody else take this one. Give me a reason why I need to go see Hoopty Doo. Besides what Dave obviously just said. Just to let you know, Pat, I'm I'm in this boat with you. I have never, I have honestly never seen this either. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about it. Same here. I uh, personally have never seen it. Wow, you guys are missing out. Am I the only one here that has seen Hoopy Doo beside Dave? You haven't, Kyle? I have. Hey, Pat, like I said before, my other episodes, my kids don't do shows. They can't sit long enough. They get antsy. I get antsy. We both want to leave. However, we went to the Hoopy Doo our last trip, and they actually sat through the whole show and enjoyed it. Actually ate the food, and we all left uh, having a good time. I'll be honest and say that I resisted it for years because it just looked really cheesy. And it was just one of those things that I happened to be uh, with a cast member friend. And they said, you know, I haven't done it in a while. Let's go to do the hoop-dee-doo. And part of me was curious, and they were raving about the food. 
And since then, I went back three times, every time with friends, and it's always been a really good time. Plus, it's all-you-can-drink wine and beer. I mean, right there, that's something that you really don't get in Disney once in a while. So you know what? If, the, if they're giving you something, it's not for free because you paid for it, but if they're giving you something and not limiting you, I say milk them for all they're worth. No, I, you know, I think, that's a, I think one, that's great idea right there alone and I last trip I was down in that area because I went to Mickey's Backyard Barbecue same idea uh, unlimited wine and beer so I hear you on that and plus Hoopty Doo is, is the longest running uh, musical show like you know in existence today it's been going on since the get-go so it's it's obviously incredibly good incredibly well done so you know it's something that I definitely have to do um, you know on a, a show that's coming up when we do our bucket list, you know, my list is just getting longer and longer and longer just by talking to you guys about, you know, these must-dos. So, you know, sooner or later, I will get to it. That's for sure. And that's what brought me over there because if people are raving about it, there and they have, it has to be good for some reason. So it just it didn't look appealing to me because it's just not my brand of humor or my brand of music or anything. I'm kind of uh, not the most... Uh, not the most clean cut, but I just I had to see it for that reason. It just was one of those things that okay, what's all the hype about? All right, so I'm figuring me, Chuck, and Tim, we're you know when we do finally get our Mickey dudes, you know, meet and greet down in the world, you know, we'll 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 get Hoopty doing. Awesome. Can I come? That has bad news <laughs> written all over that. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Why? Why? Because unlimited beer and beer and. And more beer? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and, Kyle. and Kyle. There's this part at the end where they give you washboards and they make you start banging them with spoons. I went with my running group last year, and we and I swear they had to throw away the washboards because we were so drunk we were hitting the spoons uh, against the washboards so hard that we dented them. And they were unusable for next for the next months of shows. Oh. Boy. No, I had that one last time I went. Why in the world would they give you a spoon when you have a perfectly good head to hit it with? <laughs> well, there we go. Hey, Tim, we'll take we'll take the washboards over to the Country Bears for our Royal Rumble, and that's our weapon. This is going to turn out to be one epic meetup when it happens. <laughs> that is for that is for sure. Oh, I, I already I've already contacted Octagon Grand Rental. I mean, we're we're doing this, and we're never going to be allowed back. Sweet. <laughs> all right, Tim. Speaking of you and your Octagon Rentals and weapons and all that stuff, where are you going outside the parks? Uh, big surprise. Uh, leading uh leading from hitting people randomly with objects and uh, heading to an Irish pub, Raglan Road. What a perfect, perfect segue. Seriously. It really does encompass uh, what uh, what an Irish pub is. It's, uh, it's The layout is perfect for uh, conversation. There's, uh, there's live music offered. There's live dancing. But you still actually have a chance to sit around, have a conversation. One thing I learned about Ireland when uh, I visited uh, friends and family is a pub is a public house. It wasn't so much as a place to go and drink and just get schnockered. It was a place to meet, exchange information, find out about the news of the day, just kind of share stories and uh, be together. And Raglan Road has captured that perfectly. Uh, they have a great tap list. They have a great selection of uh, single malts and pot stills. Uh, they really know what they're doing there. And uh, the food is outstanding. Uh, you, can, uh, you can definitely throw in a good session of drinking and kind of uh, pad that stomach with some good Irish cuisine. Yeah, and I was going to say, and you kind of alluded to it, um, you being our beer aficionado um, for this podcast, um, you with you saying that they have you know a good tap list, or, you know a, a good amount of beers there. That's pretty much that's saying something because we all know that you know you're not going to take 
um, you know, your your Schlitz anytime soon. So I already know that Raglan Road is is high up if you're giving them high marks. It's uh, I mean, it's it's not so much as a a huge. I mean, it's not going to be so much as a huge variety, but they're offering you, you know, your your traditional Irish favorites. They know how to make a blacksmith. They know how to make a snake bite. They know how to make a black and tan. They know how to make a half and half. You know, they know, you know, they know proper ways on pours for uh, for a Guinness. They know proper ways on pours for your whiskey. Proper ways to open it up with a little bit of drop of water. They uh, they have a very very knowledgeable bar staff and really really want to take advantage of it. Awesome, awesome. Anybody else on Raglan Road? If I am in Disney Springs, it's one of the places that it's always okay. Let's meet at Raglan Road, have a drink, and then we end up planning to go somewhere else but we always end up having a really good time it's a very chill atmosphere over there always love watching the step dancers i've never actually eaten there and tried any of the uh, menu but it's always a good late night if you get into disney world later at night because i usually fly in about five o'clock and i'm not getting onto property with magical express about to 9 30 so parks are usually closed if i have friends down there I'm usually getting a bus to Disney Springs, and it's always Raglan Road that I'm showing up at. Also, just a, just a side note on that, the patio, if you have the chance, I mean, the, the live music is great and everything, but a great place to sit is the patio. Uh, it's you, you get all of, the, uh, all of the amenities of Raglan Road, and people watching is fantastic. Kind of remember that. Awesome, awesome advice there. All right, Kyle, let's see what you got for us. All right, I'm sticking with the Irish theme. I'm heading to the hole in the wall, which is a little hole in the wall next to next to the uh, Cooks of Dublin in Disney Springs. You know, usually when we come down to Disney World, we get there late afternoon, and we don't want to spend a full day park ticket for a half day time. So we go down to Disney Springs, do our shopping, maybe we grab a quick quick bite to eat at Earl Sandwich or uh, or what's that guy Italian guy's name? I can't think of his name right now. You know, we go down to the Cooks of Dublin to the hole in the wall and and just have me a a brew. Uh, there's never busy. Five, six, seven tables out there. Just sit down, enjoy a drink, or if you feel like it, get your plastic cup full of uh, craft brew and keep on walking. Keep on going to World of Disney and the candy shop and, God forbid, the Christmas shop and enjoy the rest of your time. Okay, now I'm a bit confused about something. Tim just mentioned the uh, patio, and I never heard of the hole in the wall. I mean, I've been to Cokes of Dublin. I've been to Raglan Road. I just assumed that that little uh, bar out there was part of Raglan Road. Are you guys actually talking about the same thing when you talk about the patio, Tim? Or is there like an outside part that's separate from that in the back of Raglan Road that I'm not knowing about? This is, uh, you know, that is part of Raglan Road. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's the, it is the, uh, it's, it's, uh, you can eat the Raglan, you have the Raglan Road menu, the whole shot, the Raglan Road uh, uh, tap list, everything. I guess I must have just passed it up and just assumed that it was just additional seating for Raglan Road outside. Well, right now, because all the construction going on in Disney Springs, once you cross that bridge, hang a hard left, and you'll be right next to the construction walls, and, you, and you'll and uh, you be right next to it. If you keep on going straight in the Cooks of Dublin, you're going to miss it. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. It says, Hole in the Wall at Raglan Road Irish Pub. Maybe it has been converted at this point. It's actually on the other side of it, right next to Cooks at Dublin. Uh, the hole in the wall is on the other side, yeah. whereas uh, Raglan, uh, when you when you're facing when you're facing the front door of Raglan, their patio is to the left. Hole in the wall will be to the right. Awesome, okay. awesome, awesome. You know, I and I think again, and I think one of the great things about the episodes that we're doing right now is that again, we've said it before, our must dos are different, um, but something like that. 
you know, that's some good information for everybody to everybody to have because again, that's a little gem. That could be a little place that not a lot of people know about, and that all of a sudden that they're like, hey, this is the place that Kyle or this or or Tim or Dave talked about, and all of a sudden, you know, that's going to become one of their must dos. So, you know, I think that's a you know a great spot there. You learn something new every day. And looking at a picture of it right now, it looks like it's actually the patio section of Cooks and Dumbledore, and Dragon Road is on. If you keep on walking down the down the road, then you hit Raglan Road. So I have no idea. <laughs> I had no idea this was part of Raglan Road. I just know there's a bar outside, and the only place the wife says, "Hey, you want to grab a beer?" All right. So, so to all our listeners out there, if anybody could actually clear this up because you've been there or you're there now, and you can take a picture, post it to our Twitter feed at the Mickey Dudes, please. Thanks, and help us. You know that would be a great help to us. All right, Chuck, what do you got for us? Well, keeping in the, uh, I guess, the theme of us being alcoholics, I'm going over to the River Roost Lounge, but not necessarily just for the alcohol. Every year, and even there are times when I'm back up at home and Yeehaw Bob comes up here, I will have to absolutely see his show. Yeehaw Bob is really a staple of Disney. Not too many performances are as good as his, are as interactive as his, that aren't, you know, meticulously planned out, overly showy, as it were. It's a guy and a piano. And for the hour and a half that you're there, or however long that you're there, it is some of the best entertainment that is absolutely on property. The fact that it happens to be in a bar is just kind of a bonus. But no matter where he would be, I would absolutely go see him. No, I I agree with that. You know, and and he he puts on a a show with such energy. And, you know, he's funny. Um, he's an, he's, he's an amazing, amazing talent, you know, but he, you know, like, like you're saying, he gets the crowd involved and everybody's having a good time. Um, you know, Yeehaw Bob's the type of guy that even if there's not one drink flowing, everybody's still going to be entertained. Yeah. Usually I don't dance, but usually when I'm at Yeehaw Bob's show, I'm up doing something that I normally wouldn't be doing as far as performance wise. Yeehaw Bob is definitely the gem of Port Orleans. He really is. I shudder to think what will happen if he ever goes the route that Fluff Kilter went. I was just thinking the same thing a couple of days ago, and I don't want to say there would be uh, people rioting in the streets of, you know, Port Orleans French Quarter, but I think it would definitely be a possibility. You'd almost have sit-ins like they did I Mr. think Kobe. that it would have to be at French Quarter, and they would have to go back to the French Revolution, and they would have to grab the guillotine and just start uh, beheading some of the higher ups in uh, in Disney management. No, but that's an that, that's an interesting question. Yeehaw, Bob off kilter. You think they're in the same breath though? In what regards? I know Yeehaw Bob is an actual cast member from an uh, interview that he did on one of the other podcasts. I don't know if. Um, off-kilter was union performers that were subcontracted out or if they were actually just Disney employees or how that actually works so I've heard that same thing and you know but my whole thing is you know I just I always I've always thought of Yeehaw Bob just maybe a step above you know any act that you'd find in the World Showcase um, so you know, I just don't. I don't. I think he would go on his terms, or if obviously everybody stopped going to see him, which I just don't see happening. He does perform at uh, Downtown Disney on the nights when he's off at Port Orleans. He's part of another band, from my understanding. I've never actually seen that show, 
but I often wonder when does this guy actually get a day off because he also does a lot of work at Give Kids the World, performing there. Yes. And he's also, um, on the days he's not performing, he's still doing his music because he happens to do uh, the music for his church. He is so multi-talented. Um, right, right at the beginning, someone had said that this would, or he would be enjoyable even if there wasn't an ounce of alcohol flowing. And probably November, I would have to say, he actually played at a local college um, in New York, uh, SUNY Geneseo, which is a good hour and a half, two hours away from where I live. And uh, we made the drive, and it was one of the best times that I had had at a college campus since, you know, being in college. Um, except this time it didn't involve any alcohol, and the show was still fantastic. There was such a wide range of people that were at the the um, performance, and I'm not 100% sure if he volunteered his time, but I know all the proceeds for the event were going to a group of students from that school that were going down to give kids the world. So he really, you know, gives back to the community in so many ways and allows other people to give back to the community just by his sheer presence. I, I really think Yeehaw Bob has actually become something like uh, Yeehaw Bob to, uh, to resort guests is almost the way uh, Dave Smith has become to uh, kind of Disney nostalgia, you know, nostalgia freaks, nostalgia geeks. He really, you know, he really is that mainstay of, you you know, he's he's that, you know, he's that benchmark of quality. And you don't have people going to other resorts to hear other performers like you hear them going, oh, making special trips over to Port Orleans. Well, how many other resorts have performers like Bob or have performers in general? I mean, every resort has a bar. But how many people have a show to the caliber or at all? I think Rick's Lounge at Coronado Springs had a house band uh, for a while. If they still do, I don't know. I haven't been over to Rick's lately. And for a while, uh, Scat Cats Club at French Quarter had a performer, too. Okay, you're right. Scat Cats still does. And it's just, it's the same thing, a guy and a piano. But it's not a show. It's just a guy playing a piano. And he may actually have iTunes up while he's doing it. I remember looking last time I was there and he definitely had his laptop open in front of him and I could have sworn I saw iTunes. So I really don't know if that's the same, if they could even be considered within the same ballpark um, gotcha. as each other. And not to mention, you know, everyone had talked about Bob being such a great person. He's also one of the, he's not one of the very few, but he is a cast member that has one of the legacy awards. You can tell just by looking at his name tag, it's blue. And they don't give those out to just anybody. They don't give them out to any college program kids for the most part. You really have to do something and be someone special in order to obtain one of those awards. It, it's not just given away to anyone. It's not a participation trophy. He was he was voted in by other cast members to be Legacy. And I have never seen Yeehaw Bob. And I'm ashamed. Kyle, have you done anything? Do you know where the Bob <laughs> Well, he was going to go I down do. one time. Yeah, and I got I got a text from Dave <laughs> saying it's Tuesday Yeehaw Bob's in play tonight. Oh, I, re- I, said, I remember oh, that. That is okay. I do. I do entirely remember that now. And then he went fishing. I had the worst old fashioned at River Roost ever. We just need to. We just need to check because we wanted to make sure that you know your next must do wasn't the train to Hogwarts. I mean, <laughs> the, tra- the train to what? The train to Hogwarts. I had something going for that one, but it's it's a clean show right now. <laughs> Kyle wants to do Delta Dream Flight. Oh, he heard great. a lot about it before his last. Hey, that's trip. a great flight. That's a great ride. You better shut your mouth. <laughs> and then after that, you might as well take a spin on Horizons. I don't remember that one. You get to pick your own ending, don't you? Now. All right, let, I'm going to pull it back, and I'm going to I'm going to wrap up Yeehaw Bob and just say one very simple thing. 
thank you, Bob, for everything you do for everybody at the Disney parks and, and having your limitless um, energy and putting on such a great show. Um, my must do out of the park. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with like kind of what Kyle was saying before. Normally, when we get down to the world. You know, our first day, we're not going to, you know, go right to a park because we might get there midday or something along those lines. We always head over down to down or ooh, no, sit downtown Disney, uh, Disney Springs. And I'm working, heading right to Earl of Sandwich. And there's one one sandwich and one sandwich alone. Turkey, cornbread stuffing, turkey gravy, cranberry sauce and mayonnaise. It is the holiday turkey sandwich. It is the best sandwich on property. It may be the best sandwich on earth. I don't really know, but at least for my money, um, and speaking of money, it's really not that expensive because everything there is a really good price. I just love everything about the Earl of Sandwich. It's something that my family, you know, depending who's there at the time, you know, we'll all find something that we'll like. And, you know, when we have a family of six and we're all there, you know, when you don't have to spend, you know, $70, $80 on a meal, um, that's, you know, actually pretty good. And it makes me smile even more. I'm going to disagree with you on this one, actually. Wait, you don't count. You don't count because I know what you're going to say, but go ahead and say it anyway. Oh, no, I, I love the old sandwich. It's just not the uh, holiday uh, sandwich because I'm not a big Thanksgiving fan of the whole Thanksgiving spread. So if I'm going over to Earl's Sandwich, I'm going for the full Montague. That is like the best sandwich. And you thought I was going to say I'm going the full Monty, but I'm not going there. <laughs> so you want the roast beef, turkey, Swiss, cheddar, lettuce, tomatoes, mustard. Oh, yes. That is beyond awesome. Now, to take a page out of Kyle's book, I've never been there. I, I'm aware of its existence, but the past couple of times when we went, we had free dining. And you know what? I could. There was just no room in my stomach to eat a sandwich, let alone anything, because there was just so much food on that dining plan. It was on our list of things to do. It just, you know, unfortunately didn't happen. Either of the past times that we've been down, hopefully, you know, this April, we'll be able to make a stop and I can uh, partake in everything that I've heard about. I, I have a running list. They're going to look at me a little strange when I order seven sandwiches. But I will you know, say one thing about that place. If you are on the dining plan, it's not the place you want to eat. Absolutely not. It is the greatest value on property. If you waste a dining plan credit on it, you are throwing money away. Absolutely. You're better off going to a higher end uh, food serv- uh, quick service like uh, Landscape of Flavors at Art of Animation where it's a little more expensive. That one and fantastic. You can also get a a triple A member discount over there, and yeah, so it's ten percent off already on some cheap food and a lot of it. They they give you a high quality and it's a high quantity and high quality meal. Aren't the prices only like seven eight bucks per per sandwich? A little bit less, I think. I think it's like five ninety nine and stuff like that. You know, after after you pay after you pay your tax and everything over there. You're paying about that. I mean, I always I always get the Arnold Palmer when I'm there also. The, ni- the 99 cent uh, yeah. iced tea? And their or cookies the... and their, uh, I think it's their peanut butter brownie is amazing. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at their prices right now. It's anywhere from $6 up to 7 yeah, 6 to $7, um, you know, which really you can't, you, you can't beat it. You just, you, you can't. Before Dave, I really I thought you were gonna say something along the lines because you have one near you, and and it taunts me that it's close to you in New York um, that you can get it and it's, you know you don't have to get it while you're down in the world. So I'm glad you didn't say that part. You know what? Believe it or not, even if that is the case, 
they have such strange hours at the one by me. Uh, they're closed by 6 o'clock. They're not open on Sundays. When I'm usually in the city, it's usually in an area where it's no. I'm nowhere near them. And I've made a special trip up to them. And it was actually, believe it or not, for the holiday sandwich because I wanted to try it. And they weren't actually doing it. And that's when the ones down in Florida had them on the menu all year round. It wasn't a, it stopped being a seasonal thing. Up here, my understanding is it's still a seasonal thing. I have had the full Montague here once, but again, it was just, it's in an area that's just so hard to get to uh, public transportation wise, and they work banker's hours. So it's just, I regard it as it's not even around. I was going to ask if you accidentally went to a Chick fil A, not open on <laughs> Sunday. Dave, they actually do have the holiday sandwich they just wanted to punish you for your anti-american ways of not believing that's the greatest sandwich on the planet so i mean you've now you've now you know paid for your sins you now can go get your slap sandwich me with a splintered ruler you can tell david's a catholic school teacher <laughs> slapping people with the rulers something like that uh, all right dave we're gonna move on to your second must do outside of the parks okay this is a newer one but it is one that I do not pass up anytime I do go there. And that's a visit to Trader Sam's Grog Grotto. And the reason being is because I am a big fan of the original one in Disneyland, if anybody has ever been. It's basically, I wouldn't say a carbon copy of it, but it's pretty much the same vibe, the same the same atmosphere, except they have a really nice uh, patio, which you can sit outside have a nice drink, watch the electric water pageant and wishes with the castle in the background. And I love the shows that they put on with all of the glassware. I happen to be a big collector of the Trader Sam's uh, glassware. I have the entire set from California, and now I'm slowly working on the set from Florida. Over the, my last trip, I got a shrunken zombie head um, a tiki mug that's going to go in the uh, collection. And the next time I go... I will be completing it with a Krakatoa Punch tiki, um, exploding uh, volcano tiki type glass. And then after that, I'm pretty much done, except for the fact that the black pearl still has eluded me. Any pearls I've ever ordered have always been white. So I do need that black pearl. And I have a lot of cast members, friends that are down there, and they know I will pay a high price if they get me one meaning I'll take them to a dinner at Yachtman, Ste- Yachtman Steakhouse. Yachtsman? I'll get... I didn't say I'd pay, though. I mean, give me a white <laughs> pearl and a, and a spray paint can. I mean, I'll, we'll, go, we'll go to Yachtsman. Yeah, no, it has to come out of the clamshell black. That's a, that's a brilliant idea right there. eBay. I tried that. It hasn't worked yet. Yeah, so I, I love Trader Sam's. You know, I agree with you. I love the vibe, um, you know, being a DVC um, at the Poly... You know, just going in there, just kind of, it, it, it kind of gives you this relaxed yet crazy feeling, you know, kind of like what's going on. The theming's just awesome. It's over the top. Drinks are good. The appetizers are good. Can't really go, you really can't go wrong there. The only thing, when I first walked in, I was really, I was surprised at how small it is. Now, I haven't been to the one in Disneyland, so I can't compare the size, Dave. Are they, are they similar in size? Yes, and that's what made me really happy because... That's probably the same size. I think the maximum is 54 people. And the one in Disneyland is so small and intimate. I was hoping that wouldn't be ruined in Disney World by making it this huge place that just would... I think that would take away from the charm. 
So yes, there is a line to get in there, but I actually like how small it is for that reason. It kind of just covers what, your, uh, what, what it's supposed to do. And it's supposed to be a remake of the Tiki Room because the original Tiki Room was supposed to be a restaurant in the first place. Exactly. Okay. No, you know, and again, anybody that anybody that's ever been, you know, I haven't heard many people say bad things about it. So again, any of our listeners, if you end up with a black pearl, Dave just said Yachtsman Steakhouse. Just saying. I'll take you. I didn't say I'm paying. I didn't. No, hey, you know, you never know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's a nice female listener. You never know, Dave. Just saying. Tim, give me another one. I'm actually heading over to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, I'm going to Chico. Chico is by far and away my favorite restaurant on property. Uh, the wine list over there is fantastic. Uh, it has maintained uh, its uh, its four diamond rating with uh, AAA ever since uh, ever since it's opened. Uh, the rotating dishes are always fantastic. The food is unbelievably fresh. The last few times we, uh, my wife and I, have gone down. Uh, we have really, really enjoyed. They do an appetizer with a uh, wild boar with a cream sauce, which is just kind of transcends reality. It is you uh, you lose yourself in it. Some of the South African wines. I'm a big dry red fan, and some of the South African wines on that list are just absolutely fantastic. And another th- one of the big things that I like about it is it's quiet. You actually have a little bit of an intimate setting. I really love Artist Point. Artist Point, though, is so big and open. You almost sound like you're reading in a conference center. It's a beautiful place. I'll, I'll go back to Artist Point. But the intimacy, the you know, the quiet, just the peaceful experience of just a nice, laid-back, intimate dinner with your significant other, Jiko really comes through every time. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that you just got me excited because... Um, my wife and I, when we go down in April, um, I do believe, I think we have a reservation there either April 10th or the 11th. I've never been, but I've always I've always heard really good things about it. But to wax poetically like you just did about it makes it makes me more excited to even go because I think you just put into words just how awesome Jico is because I've never heard a bad thing about it. But, you know, that I think you just put it over the top for me. So now... I'm really excited to go there. My my worst meal, Pat, has been phenomenal. That's all I have to say. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of fish, but I was trying one night to expand my horizons, and there was a waiter that was uh, raving about their special that night, which was a ra- red salmon, and he, the way he was talking about it, up and down raving about it, I said, you know what, I have to try it. I'm in a new place. I never had African food before at that point, so I tried some of the different uh, African vegetables that they had mixed with it. It made it made me a fan of broiled fish that that night. Hey Tim, have you ever been to Sanaa? No, actually, we have not. Uh, as a matter of fact, that is next on our list uh, for our next trip. Uh, yeah, because that, that's what we we went there in August. So I was trying to figure out if there was a, a comparison. Um, again, haven't heard much bad about Sanaa either. And when I was there, it was it was just, it's my favorite restaurant and i think probably by april jico will probably overtake that i'm gonna say that i like suna better over jico and it might just be might not have been the food i mean the bread service is the thing that really kind of sells uh suna but for me it might it might have been the experience at that time because the only time i ate at suna i did a dine with an animal expert interaction where i ate 
lunch with a zookeeper. It was a six-course lunch, and the girl that was uh, doing it was telling us all about how uh, they end up doing their animal care programs at both the lodge and at Animal Kingdom, and it was just beyond fascinating. And they gave us the, the best of the best of the menu during that experience. So it might have just been that... I was having a good time already, so I have a very fond memory of Suna. I mean, I had a really great uh, time at Jiko because that the night that I had it, I took my grandmother to celebrate her 80th birthday over there. That experience at Suna definitely trumps it because of just the uh, whole atmosphere and just the passion that this uh, woman had for Disney and her job just really was infectious. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if that was the case, I mean, if I had, you know, lunch at Pinocchio's Village House with Joe Montana, that'd be my favorite place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, too bad you picked Joe Montana. You should have wow. said Joe Rody. Hey, Joe Montana, God Country Notre Dame. Deal with it. <laughs> All right, well, I agree with Notre Dame. However, in the uh, same aspect of having to deal with things, I have an unpopular opinion. Sanaa, not as good as it's cracked up to be. Our last trip, we went, we ate at Sanaa for lunch. We had the bread service, and that was outstanding. And that's really where the good portion of the meal ended. It wasn't so much the uh, the service or anything like that. And it just may be my palate, but I was not a big fan of the food. We went to Boma. It was fantastic. I was really looking forward to Sanaa. We ate there. And you know what? It just, in my opinion, wasn't worth the trip over. I mean, yes, the lodge is beautiful, but Kidani's not as good as Jumbo House, in my opinion. And Sanaa really is almost perfect example of that. They have the bread service, which everyone raves about. But that's really all you hear about it. And the bread service was good, but I, I don't know if it's enough to warrant uh, an individual trip. Just as far as, the, as far as the bread service, you can actually do an appetizer where it is, uh, you can actually do a non-sampler with some of the, uh, the spreads over at Jigo as an appetizer. That is good to know. That's yeah, awesome. that's fantastic to know, because checking that off now, I'll write it down, I'll put it away for somewhere later to make sure that I get that done in April. So Tim comes through again tonight, because now I know to get the non, and I also have an overwhelming uh, need to play Sega Genesis now that you mentioned Joe Montana. Uh, just just <laughs> a, uh, just also another quick tidbit about Jico, and then I will shut up, because we have other people that need to uh, speak. Jico is one of the few places that actually has an on-staff sommelier, which is a wine expert. So there are people there, on, there is a person there on staff that is most likely forgotten more that we all know combined about wine. This, uh, and I believe, I think it's maybe Yachtsman, uh, Jico, Victorian Alberts, and I believe Shula's may have one, and I believe the California Grill. But very, very few restaurants actually have someone who has that kind of training on staff and another one that you know you could definitely take advantage of all right um going on moving on now kyle um why don't you give us a second must do outside the parks buddy all right my second must do is the monorail and if you don't like the monorail you hate america <laughs> dave it's gotta be dave dave hates the monorail i love the monorail i don't know but before you but you hate you hate the sandwich that's all american so i just figured you probably don't like the monorail either jeez keep digging comrade are you kidding if it hadn't been for the monorail, I wouldn't know how to say "Please stand clear of the closing doors" in Spanish. I don't. I didn't hear it in Spanish. You just said it in English. And it's gonna stay that way. Por favor, mantengas de alejados de las puertas. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Sorry, Kyle. We didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, you did. Hey, it's, it's all good. 
it's the best attraction in, in all of Walt Disney World. I've been riding it since I was a kid. I still love riding it. If we go for a week, we're riding it three or four times, at least, even if we're not going to Magic Kingdom. I mean, great, yeah, great reliability has faltered, and if you got to get somewhere quick, you're on a time schedule, I, I wouldn't uh, trust the monorail to get you there on time. However, you just want to go through a nice little ride, go through a monorail bar crawl, that's the way to go. I have a friend who was a former cast member who just actually became a cast member again and moved down there two weeks ago, who I had dinner at Olivia's Cafe with, who was a um, monorail pilot during his college days in the college program. So one of these days, we'll get him on to talk about that whole experience of piloting the monorail. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be very cool. And as Kyle correctly pointed out, without the monorail, there is no monorail bar crawl. My only question, though, is there a chance to track and bend? <laughs> what about us no. brain dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. The... You'll be given cushy jobs. The ring came off my pudding can. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't prepared for that because this is more of a Shelbyville idea. <laughs> <laughs> Monorail. The ring came off oh. my pudding can. Take my pen knife, my good man. <laughs> my good man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was not ready for that at all. <laughs> Me neither. Well done, Dave. Well done. Thank you. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. <laughs> um, I honestly, with the monorail, one being as classic but I, as it is, but I really do. I do think it's an attraction. I, I think, and I think a lot of people feel that way. If you just take it you know, from the TTC down through and over to Epcot and back, you know, it's a great ride. You know, my kids have done it. I've done it with me with my kids and, you know, they enjoy it. They enjoy going through and seeing Epcot the way you can going around it and coming back, you know, and they, and they don't complain at all. And it's something that I know we'll do in April when we go. All right, Chuck, we're going to, we're going to go head over to you. We're going to take the monorail over to you and see where you're going. Well, I have no idea how we're taking the monorail to where I am going. No, we're just taking it to you. Uh, the monorail doesn't <laughs> run over there. Oh, we're taking yes. the monorail. And then, to then we can me. get to wherever you're going. However, we're going to get there. He's getting an Uber. But, uh, there you go. Yeah. All right, we're going to need an Uber or a, uh, a Disney bus for this one, because it is one of the only deluxe hotels with a single mode of transportation, and that's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And more specifically, we're going to go to the Victoria Falls Lounge. There is nothing that compares to walking into the Animal Kingdom Lodge as a whole. The lobby is just fantastic, and really, the views are second to none. And at that, on the second level, just above Boma and just above Jico is the Victoria Falls Lounge. There is a very small menu there, not really much to write home about. I mean, you have your cheese, you have tandoori uh, chicken wings, some African-inspired tapas, but it's really more about the atmosphere in that particular place. It's not necessarily the food. It's not anything that's overly special, but that atmosphere is second to none. Agreed, Chuck. Uh, I, I do believe that uh, Victoria Falls is definitely one of the most underrated bars in Walt Disney World, and combined with Uzima Springs Pool Bar, they have very, very underrated bars there at uh, and lounges at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I do enjoy it myself. I like just kind of just being at the far end where it overlooks the restaurants and just kind of looking down and just kind of people watching, watching the people in Boma, watching the people going into uh, going into Jico and just kind of watching the people mill about waiting for their reservations. It would be nice if it kind of wrapped around into the front of the lobby where you could see into the... Uh, see out onto the savannah of that huge window but it's kind of more off to the side but it's definitely one of those really relaxing places that 
is definitely a gem in my book. Awesome, awesome. I agree that it is very small, but you know what? I think the uh, the size of it is really what makes it that much better. Because like what you said with Trader Sam's, it's not big, it's not open. It's very intimate, and you really have that feeling when you're there. So that that's really what puts it over the edge for me. It's not a big seating place like there are all over the resort. It's really a place that you can go, that you can take a little bit of time with yourself, go with your wife, go with your husband, go with whomever. And I don't want to say be alone, but be secluded because there's only so many people that can be there. That and it gives you a front row seat to the smoke show that is Boba. Yeah, but isn't that just a way to tease because you're sitting, you can see, but it's all the way down there. Oh, I, I haven't thought it. of it that way, but that is true. It, very, very good point, but it's always fun to catch that glimpse of that one poor guy sitting down there with two dozen screaming kids, looks up at you, sees you there with a cold beer, some wings, he looks up and gives you that, I really hate your face right now. <laughs> That's classic. Well, maybe you can toss that guy a drink and he'll bring you up a zebra dome for five. Yeah, but you could always just go to the Mara to get him. Yeah, but you can, but it's not all you can eat at the Mara. It's packs of four. I mean, there's nothing, nothing like all you can eat zebra dome. This is true. I mean, what what are they at the Mara for a four pack? Five ninety five. I think I paid I paid something like that. Yeah. And, and you know what? Exactly. You got four of them. That's disappointing. However, one of my best memories from my last trip, not to get too far off topic here, we spent one night at Animal Kingdom Lodge. We ended up going there three times, but we spent one night there, and it was a rainy night, as it oft, often is in uh, September in Florida. We uh, had a Savannah View room. Got back from the parks early, just got food from the Mara, sat out on our uh, deck, I guess as you would call it, a balcony, and just sat out with that artificial moonlight eating zebra dome, looking over the savannah. There was one of the most relaxing and easily one of the best enjoyable times on that trip. I got them on Saturday night uh, just to uh, pre-race carbo loading. And I actually took a picture of them and then tweeted the Disney hipster saying, you're right, the zebra domes are sexy. <laughs> now, did did you send us any? Like, should I be expecting a FedEx package? No, but you can go on my Twitter so. feed and see the picture. Well, there's nothing good about that. Hey, I tried. I appreciate the lack of effort. Anytime, Chuck. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm going to wrap it up uh, with one last one, and it, we're running we're running a tad long right now. Um, but you know, I think again, as usual, talking Disney, we'll you know we'll we'll do this to a lot of people. We go off on a little tangent here and there, which is always good. But what happens every trip that we go? Um, you know, we get tired during the day. You know, we go back and we we got to swim in the pool. You know, we could take pool days where we don't go to the parks at all. Or, you know, we go back in mid-afternoon when it's really hot because we would normally go in August. And it could be, you know, 95 degrees with 100% humidity. And you just want to get in the pool and kind of relax. And when we were in there in August at the Art of Animation, the big blue pool, kids had a blast. Um, you know, just going under the water, listening to the music. You know, my wife and I were able to relax a little bit in the pool and also just watching them from the chairs outside the pool, you know, which was always, which is always a good time. Just, you know, sitting there watching them, having a good time. And then I know, like my son, when we were at the Polynesian, and he, I think, went around and around and around the volcano slide, I, you know, no, no lie, 20, 25 times easily. Just kept going one right after the other. Kids love it, you know, we love it, and it's a great way to just kind of relax and unwind. I completely agree, Pat. So many times people overlook the, the amenities of the resorts. Just took a trip maybe last year down, down to the parks with a couple friend of ours, and 
the guy, the husband, was just go, go, go. Let's let's rope drop the parks. Let's stay until they close. And he really had no concept of the fact of that I wanted to go back and sit by the pool and just have a beer, have a cigar, relax. And I just when uh, when they finally took a step back, they realized that there is so much more to enjoy than just the parks. I mean, we've we filled an episode for Brian. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and what's great is, you know, my wife has put a, has put orders in already for our trip in April. We're going for five days. We're only going to one park. You know, the plan is very simple. It's going to be relaxed and it's going to enjoy the things outside of the parks. And a lot of that's going to be time at the pool. Um, you know, we're split staying at Kidani and the beach club. So, you know, we're going to enjoy the pools and the amenities there. And, you know, we'll go down to Disney Springs, you know, maybe we'll do some mini golfing or, you know, do something along those lines, which we didn't even say, but there's a lot of things to do definitely outside the parks. And with that being said, let's remember to take the time to look around. Um, There's so much more to do outside the parks than you just might think. Thank you for listening tonight. This is Pat Giannetti. You can follow us all at the Mickey Dudes on Twitter and have a wonderful evening. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. Hey there, gang. It's Greg, producer of the Mickey Dudes podcast. We'd like to welcome our new friends to the WDW podcasting family, Unleash the Magic podcast. We love the enthusiasm and energy that their host, Maria and Tom, bring to every episode. Also, keep your Mickey ears open for the awesome intro and outro music by Ricky DJ Technoid Reed. Be sure to check out his work as well. If you enjoy listening to a couple of friends chat about their love of Disney as much as we do, then this podcast is most certainly for you. You can find them on Facebook at Unleash the Magic Podcast and follow them on Twitter at Unleash the Magic Pod. Be sure to head over to iTunes and subscribe. And while you're there, please take a moment to rate and review both Unleash the Magic Podcast and the Mickey Dudes Podcast. It's your feedback that will help spread the word and allow us to extend our reach to the far corners of the globe. Speaking of which, we'd also like to thank our friends listening around the world in China, yes, China, Canada, India, Brazil, and the UK. Thank you so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it and hope that you have enjoyed listening. Okay, let's get the show back on the rails and thanks again. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.